the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. Some 40 million plus people in nearly 20 states in for a rough weekend. Storms rumbling in Tornado Alley from Texas up to North Dakota. At least 50 tornadoes reportedly, and uh, with golf ball size hell pummeled buildings and cars over the last couple of days. In Abilene, Texas, Adam Kiever says his home was spared. He was talking to KTXS and said he was luckier than some of his neighbors. It's pretty devastating. These streets, the next one over is really bad. There's a house that the whole roof is completely gone, so it's pretty sad. You know, it happens, but some of us got real lucky and some of us didn't, and now we just have to stand together as a community and help each other out. Forecasters say some 30 twisters touched down in Kansas and Nebraska yesterday. The good news, so far, no reported injuries. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains the two faces of the Democrat Party. Let me tell you something. Nancy Pelosi does not hate President Trump. Joe Biden does not hate President Trump. They say they do. They act like they do. You can simultaneously call the Republican Party racist and then call one of its leaders a decent guy. It doesn't make any sense unless it's BS when you're calling them racist. And that's the answer is the Larry Elder Show afternoons at five on AM twelve eighty the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Hour two of the Narn. The headliner Mitch Berg is coming up right after this. And just a reminder: you can listen live to Mitch right now on the Patriot Facebook page. Find the link at AM twelve eighty the Patriot dot com. Now here's a look at your weather for the rest of the day. Thunderstorms are going to last. We're going to reach a high around 50 tonight. More showers and storms, a low of 43. Sunday, more of the same. Showers likely, a high of 49. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, moldy, repulsive, disgusting, stagnant institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Uh, my broadcast, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on AM 1280, The Patriot, dominating Twin Cities weekend talk radio and really all radio uh, throughout the week here in the Twin Cities uh, forever uh, for the last uh, four, ah, 15 years, going on 16 right now. Even as we speak, working on plans for our 10th anniversary party coming up at a venue to be named, almost named this past week, by the way. I missed uh, running into the proprietor by about five minutes when I went down to have a chat with him about scheduling the party. So we'll make that happen here shortly. 
Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. So wh- we'd like to talk about, well, we, we cast a wide net here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, I cast a wide net. Brad Carlson, uh, heard every Sunday from 1 to 3, cast an even wider net uh, covering not only politics in Minnesota and nationwide, but also the, the vital sports and pageant beats, which are as important as anything else we have to cover in, in this uh, at this radio station. Uh, and so along with covering the the, the vital aspects of, of Minnesota policy, something that gets short shrift on the very national host heavy lineup on the rest of the week uh, from Monday through Friday here at AM 12A, The Patriot, we want to uh, – we, we, where are we at here right now? We, we'd like to uh, – Cover the, the sort of the, the out, sort of send dispatches from the, uh, the the culture war as we proceed through the uh, the week here, and there's there have been some interesting developments in that over this past week, uh, and and part of that war is waged in all in in the mainstream media. Of course, we talk about that a lot on this broadcast. Part of it is engaged in in you know, in areas of the media that have very little to do with communicating to the mass population, uh, mass media, as they're generally called. Uh, But the culture war is being waged on a lot of different fronts. And I want to talk about a couple of them and and how uh, advances in, in in the way conservatives play politics have affected them all and affected them beneficially, I'd like to say. I, I think this has been an important week in a lot of ways. Now, I want to get to the important stuff in a moment here, but I want to go to something thoroughly trivial. I mean, it's hard to call something trivial that uh, when, it, when it racks up an 11th of a billion dollars, and yet I think it reflects something about the tastemakers in our society, people who reflect the, the – who set the standard for what Americans are supposed to think about policy, about politics, about society, about morals, about, well, art. And, and I bring this up because a, a piece by, by sculptor Jeff Koons, who's been sort of the it boy in uh, American sculpture and art, uh, any sort of three-dimensional visual art for, I don't know, going on two, three decades right now. He's been, he's, he's been the it kid for quite some time now. And one of his sculptures, and I use the term in the loosest possible sense of the term, because I've seen some great sculpture in my life. I mean, when I, the same trip where I visited Notre Dame, which so notably burned down a few weeks back, uh, I also went to the Louvre and saw some of the, the statues, that, the sculpture and statuary that, that sort of reflects the, the soaring pinnacle and heights of, of Western civilization and, and Western art from the Renaissance through the, the, the early part of the 20th century. Brilliant stuff that explored what it meant to be human in so many vital ways. And I juxtapose that with this next story. Uh, and this is a story I heard about last week as I was driving across North Dakota on National Public Radio. Uh, a piece of art by Jeff Koons entitled Rabbit was sold this past week. Now, Rabbit is a three-foot-tall bunny rabbit made from stainless steel. When I say made from stainless steel, what it really was was a balloon rabbit 
that looks a lot like the Energizer Bunny. I mean, in terms of the overall outline with the, the tall, floppy ears and the roly-poly profile, uh, it, it, if you remember the Energizer Bunny from the, the Energizer battery ads over the last, I don't know, close to 30 years here, the profile of this steel bunny looks very, very familiar. And what the sculptor did was blew up this cartoon bunny from which I reasonably believe the Energizer bunny was also modeled and packed, I don't know, sand around it, I believe, or wax, some some sort of molding medium around it here uh, and made a wax likeness of it uh, and then packed that with sand around it and then poured in steel and then slowly, laboriously polished that steel to a mirror sheen. A few little outlines around it. Basically sculpted the wax and then cast it and polished it to basically a mirror sheen. It is a energizer, basically a big silver energizer bunny without a face. But a couple of odd little lines around where the, the eyes and the ribs would be. And if it doesn't make much sense to you, that's okay. It's not really supposed to. So what you have is a large, solid steel Energizer bunny. Don't know what it weighs, don't care. Interesting as far as it goes. Just uh, a couple, four globes of steel, basically, or globe, basically ovoid shapes, and a couple of stylized ears and arms, basically looking like mechanical pencils and, I don't know, amoeba (laughs) amoeba buds uh, for arms uh, poking out from this, this, this steel bunny. And that's it. It looks like something a kid might have put together in a junior high art class, a moderately imaginative kid with uh, access to some some heavy metal supplies, if you will. But it's Jeff Koons. So it sold this past week for $91 million. It's a steel rabbit. I mean, for $91 million, you could buy a late model F-16 and a McLaren to take you to the airport to fly it, and money enough to buy gas and spare parts to run them both for years. Not to say you have to buy an F-16 with a $91 million windfall. I don't know that you even can. Point being, you could buy almost anything in the world, and yet somebody, some, I'm going to hazard a guess, progressive plutocrat with deep pockets, exceptionally deep pockets, ponied up $91 million to buy a polished steel rabbit. Now, if it were a conservative who spent the money, that kind of money, if it were someone to the right of center, you would hear people going, how many kids could we, would, could we have fed for $91 million? How many... Dreamers, could we have put through college for $91 million? How much equity could we have brought to an inner city school for $91 million? Well, the answer to that one is none, because money's not the problem as a broad rule. But how many other things? What are the opportunity costs of pumping $91 million into a Jeff Koons? And to which I respond immensely. I mean, this is what, what, what we have here looks to all intents and purposes like a bubble. Uh, the idea of when when something when when people get too irrationally exuberant about something, the prices rise to an unsustainable level. The investments become ever more absurd and eventually become unsustainable because things that are not sustainable won't be. Things that can't continue forever won't. 
and the the uh, the and and away you go. <laughs> and so and it was interesting because I saw this, and I thought back to a fascinating movie that came out on Netflix about a year or so ago about the uh, the tulip panic, which. For those who weren't paying attention, happened in I believe the 1600s in the Netherlands, maybe 1500s. Anyway, in the 16th or 17th centuries in the Netherlands, when for a couple of brief years there was an immense investment bubble around tulip bulbs and tulips, but tulips that would lead to better strains, more beautiful, more aesthetically pleasing strains of tulips, which have always been one of the national crops and plants and floral assemblies of of the Netherlands. And for a while there, the price of these investments were booming. And an incredible percentage of Dutch investment and at some point Dutch wealth was wrapped up in tulip bulbs. And then at some point, someone said, hey, wait, we're putting our money into what? And the bubble deflated overnight, and, and fortunes were lost, and, and wealthy people became poor, and living people became suicides because their fortunes that had been pumped into this bubble evaporated overnight or faster. And it was one of the first great complete bubble collapses in Western economics, but there have been many since then. You you can think about quite a few. I mean, stocks after, uh, after, after, during the Great Depression, I mean, there was a bubble in credit. Uh, there are several credit bubbles that led to re- recessions and depressions in the United States in the 18 and early 1900s, uh, directly and indirectly. Uh, those are some big ones, but there's some other ones as well. I mean, you can all remember the BB, Beanie Baby bubble of 20 years ago when Beanie Babies uh, were making and eventually breaking fortunes or, well, subprime mortgages. I would urge you to check out the movie The Big Short, which gets some history wrong, but gets the broad outlines correctly and gets the, the psychology of the bubble fairly well correct. Uh, look at crypt- cryptocurrency. I know some people who've gotten burned badly by the irrational exuberance of cryptocurrency blinding them to the reality that if something is a bubble, bubbles inevitably pop. If there isn't some sound economic or business reason for a price to exist, it won't. So what is the economic reason for 91 million, that is an 11th of a billion dollars, to be tied up in a three-foot-tall steel bunny. By the way, a three-foot-tall steel bunny that has widely varying degrees of critical acceptance by art critics. I won't even go into all that, although I did write about this on my blog, Shot in the Dark, this past week in a piece entitled, This is What 91 Mill Gets You. I mean, art critics are are not necessarily agreed that this is a great piece of sculpture. It's, in case you missed the beginning of the segment, a highly polished steel bunny. That's it. And so critics are widely divided and and perhaps even less widely divided and more uh, opposed to the idea that this bunny has become the highest priced piece of art ever sold that was done by a living artist. Now, what does this mean in terms of the culture war? Well, 
that's what I want to get to, and we'll come to that in a moment here. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, The Patriot, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call. Join us, won't you, please? The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Be right back. My name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Everyone's talking about Better Together. The exciting new talk show by women and for women airing daily on TBN Television Network. Join host Lori Crouch and some awesome women of faith in action. Better Together is a fast-moving 30 minutes of honest, engaging conversation about all sorts of issues. Each day, Lori welcomes popular women in ministry, music, entertainment, and more. It's good friends like Christine Kane, Victoria Osteen, Mandisa, Lisa Harper, Cece Winans, Holly Wagner, and many more. Let's face it, life comes at us at a fast and furious pace, and we're not meant to go it alone. We all see our world a little more clearly when we experience it with those of like mind and spirit. That's what Better Together is all about. Living, loving, and growing in God's grace together as friends and family. Join Lori and Friends weekdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific for Better Together, exclusively on TBN. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Better Together TV. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, if your kid's not excited about public school, or just not thriving, it's not too late to have them grow up and develop 
in a Christ-focused private school. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com to see all of our partner schools. You can get half off your first-year enrollment for a new student. Just visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com for a complete list of participating schools. It's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Go there, check it out. It's free to look. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Love to have you join us here. Uh, 651-289-4488. Did I just say that? Anyway. Uh, so uh, we're talking about, uh, I was talking about the Jeff Koons uh, piece. Uh, Jeff Koons's bunny, a three-foot-tall steel rabbit, uh, which was forged from, well, cast from, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks worth of scrap steel, polished to a high sheen, and uh, put out into the art world. It was sold for, and this is not a typo, and it's not a spoof, this is not Babylon B. Sold for $91 million this past week. And I bring this up just to sort of set off, A, the idea that, that, that things that can't be sustained won't be. This is an insane amount of money. I mean, objectively insane amount of money to be spent on something like this, uh, in my humble opinion. I mean, art prices have their own sort of curve, their own their own profit and loss ratio. They're, they're not really related to the free market in the sense that business people understand. And yet there is sort of a market discipline to art. And there is sort of a twisted meritocracy. I mean, it's twisted when you realize Steel Bunny, $91 million, uh, a lot of brilliant art being sold at Art attack at the uh, at the Northrop King building for pennies on the dollar, uh, or for, for 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 peanuts. Let's let's be accurate here. So, on the other hand, the government subsidizes a lot of art, and like most activities subsidized by government, most government subsidized art is trash, garbage, not even worth exhibiting. It's make work. It's a make work program for bad artists for the most part. At any rate, and. I bring this up to highlight a couple of aspects of the culture war that should, my humble opinion, cause you the conservative, especially I mean the social conservatives, yes, but the the Kemp, Goldwater, Reagan, Buckley conservatives, among which I number myself, to, to take heart, to, to to feel better about where where things are in life in the United States right now. A couple of things that have come up this past week that I think are just absolutely dreamy for example we we talk about bubbles things that are not sustainable not being sustained uh, will arts will, will spending on on pop art be sustainable i don't know there have been bubbles and crashes in in various genres of pop art in the past and perhaps we'll find that that 91 million dollar <clears throat> bunny sculpture uh, goes for the relatively peanut-like uh, sum of $15 million next time when people realize, hey, this is insane, and someone will be out $76 million. And, you know, too bad society. But there's some other things that, that progressivism brings to the marketplace of ideas that are emphatically not selling. If you see the marketplace of ideas as a free market, 
the extent to which they are accepted directly or indirectly is is somewhat analogous to a product succeeding or service succeeding or failing in the market. And most products and services, like most ideas, don't succeed in the market. And those two concepts, ideas and products and services succeeding or not succeeding in the market, happens to juxtapose pretty well in politics in America today. Example that came out during this past week. You remember during the Cold War, and and many of you out there may not. I know we have some younger listeners out there. Ask your parents about the Cold War. Maybe we'll talk about that on our July 4th show. Uh, But during the Cold War, there was a running joke, especially during the earlier years of the Cold War, that the best way for a small, poor country to get ahead was to go to war with the United States because after we won, they would get flooded with rebuilding assistance and they'd become a wealthy nation. It was such a, a common joke at the time, and, and whether it was a joke or not, I mean, you look at Europe today, I mean, it was, it's a continent that we largely bombed flat 70 years ago, 75 years ago now, and yet look at them today. They're, they're rolling in wealth. Uh, ditto South Korea. Uh, granted, they were our allies, but we bombed the whole place, right? And yet they are one of the wealthiest countries in the world today. And this was such a, a, a common thought during the Cold War, that it even was made into a movie uh, starring Peter Sellers. Uh, there, there was a series of, well, series of two movies. The first one called The Mouse on the Moon, uh, uh, Peter Sellers playing the, the king of a, a tiny Andorra-like European country about the size of a you know, couple square miles that decided to try and launch, uh, get involved in the moon race. And through various implausible measures, they actually managed to launch a, a moon rocket. Well, okay. The sequel, The Mouse That Roared, Actually, I think it was the other way around. I, th- I think this is the first one. Uh, the Mouse That Roared may have been the first of the two movies. Mouse on the Moon may have been the sequel. Anyway, <sighs> great buildup, Mitch. Okay, back on, back on, focus. So in the, the Mouse That Roared, the tiny, impoverished European country of Bulgaria uh, decided they needed to do something to get ahead in the world, and the, uh, the most logical course of action was to declare war on the United States get defeated in short order, and become the recipients of vast amounts of American rebuilding aid. And comic hijinks ensued. Go watch it. It's from the early 1960s, back when people laughed about the Cold War. Uh, and it was it was that big of a joke at the time that, that Hollywood, or I don't know, the British version of Hollywood, actually took notice. Starred Peter Sellers, for those of you who are looking around on Netflix, even as we speak. The modern corollary to this... And, and the reason for the buildup <laughs> may be, as we're finding out now, the best way for a business to succeed is to become the target of liberal PC virtue signaling and boycotts. I, I say this because unexpectedly over this past week, Chick-fil-A, which has been the kick toy of every PC uh, demagogue that I can recall over the last 15 years or so has been attacked for being anti-gay. It's not. For being, well, that's the big one. I mean, for, for being Christian. Okay, they they are run by Christians who live and work and operate by their values by remaining closed chain-wide on Sundays. The horror. Despite all this, 
They're now America's number three fast food joint. Uh, this uh, piece came out in uh, the Free Beacon this past week. Chick-fil-A, which has been the target of a left-wing boycott campaign due to the problematic, socially conservative views of its founder, has absolutely dominated the chicken market over the past decade. The chain's sales have tripled, and its U.S. market share among chicken-centric restaurants has increased from 18% in 2009 to 33%, while its chief competitor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, has dropped from 29 to 15% over the same time period. This is what winning looks like. And yet again, a boycott seems to have backfired. If, if, if wokeness is what you seek in, in, uh, to impose on American commerce. Think We've talked about this in this broadcast in the past, over this past 10 years. Chick-fil-A has been PC public enemy number one. Big left hates nothing more than Chick-fil-A. And by the way, I hear this from, from woke young liberals in my life who are quite proud of the fact that they've never gone to Chick-fil-A and they never will because, because why? Because they're anti-gay? Well, they're not. Because they're socially conservative? Well, because they're anti-abortion? Yeah, yeah. Because management is Christian and lives by those values and puts the the walk where their talk is? Well, there's a big problem for them, for, for the woke among them. And they have been subject to one of the most sustained boycotts I've ever seen in, in American commerce. Second only to the assault on Hobby Lobby, which, by the way, has a very similar point of view on life, similar social conservative policies, similar putting its Christian uh, point of view where its uh, mouth is, walking its walk. It's been subject to equally as much defamation from the left, and their stock has been booming. Their store count has, I believe, doubled over the past 10 years. They actually entered the Twin Cities market, have been clobbering the place. This hub of PC is an excellent market for Hobby Lobby, of all places. So maybe there's something to be said for, for, for the old mouse that roared theory. Get, get, maybe I should get liberals to boycott this show. I'll replace Limbaugh in 10 years. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today. 
and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. As leftist waves of false accusations, radical policy, and fake news continue to crash on shore, it's up to us to prevent our American values from eroding away. Join us in keeping the Twin Cities right and welcoming to town our newest on-air host. Dive in. Dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka is a -a one-of-a-kind event at Minnesota Zoo's gorgeous Discovery Bay a unique space surrounded by a million gallons of water full of jellyfish, sharks, and all sorts of sea life. Immerse yourself in intelligent conversation about the heated 2020 presidential race, Dr. Gorka's time on staff at the White House, religious liberty, and much more. Dive in. Dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka arrives at port on Saturday, June 15th. This is an exclusive event, and seating is limited. Swim over to am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, dive in, dinner, and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Coming up June 15th, it's a Saturday. Immerse yourself in intelligent conversation while submerged in Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay. No, it's not dust boats. It's a gorgeous room surrounded by a million gallons of water with jellyfish, sharks, sea dragons, all sorts of other aquatic fauna. Swimming around as we dive into the 2020 elections. Religious Liberty, Dr. Gorka's time on staff at the White House. Much, 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 much more. You can RSVP for the dinner. At am12a.thepatriot.com, sign up, grab a ticket while you can. The Gorka table sold out, the Narn table sold out, but there's still some meet and greet tickets available, very limited numbers, as well as some general dinner tickets. Join us. It's an exclusive limited audience, so I hope you can turn out for that. Hope you can turn out for that. I will be there. So will Brad. So will King. We'll be at the Narn table with all the cool kids. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about things that are unsustainable uh, in the free market of ideas and, and how unsustainable ideas in the idea market lead to products becoming less sustainable or perhaps perversely making the the, the products, your, your ideas, rail against more successful in the marketplace for products. 
Uh, we, we talked about uh, Chick-fil-A, which has been the target of leftist defamation for a decade right now and has doubled its market share, eclipsing Kentucky Fried Chicken, or I guess they call it KFC now, in the chicken market, not just eclipsing, but doubling its market share and, and moving still. Hobby Lobby doing the same. I mean, it's now pretty much the number one player in the hobby market. I mean, they're, since Big Left decided to try and tackle Big Hobby Lobby, uh, they've been losing in the marketplace of, well, hobby products and chicken. In the meantime, it's been interesting watching a couple of uh, companies try to play the other side of the woke stakes and getting beaten up for it. Uh, this past couple of weeks, Burger King came up with a number of ads basically targeting the, the maladies that seem to afflict millennials and, and uh it's it's basically a series of sh- social justice punching bags that around which uh, Burger King is attempting to sell meals. What they're calling the or the, the uh, unhappy meal campaign. <laughs> they're trying to play off the McDonald's happy meal by selling an unhappy meal to people who have some degrees of uh, of p- p- depression over other people's acceptance of their lifestyles or their own acceptance of themselves. All the usual maladies that millennials are yakking about these days. And they and Burger King figures out oh, this is a way we can peddle food. Play off of people's insecurities about their selves. There's money to be made in dysthemia and mild depression and all the other uh, things that, that millennials are collecting like they used to collect Pokemon these days. It's collapsing. The The campaign is, has been mocked and lampooned cruelly uh, uh, across the media, not even in the conservative media, although we have certainly had a field day with it. I posted on it uh, this past week on my blog, shotinthedark.info, a, a piece entitled Deep Fried Woke, in which I linked to a, a, a fitness blogger named Infinite Elgin Tensity. Uh, it's not safe for work, but it's hilarious. I urge you to check that out. And it ties into a, a, an attack on, well, actually a similar campaign of, of, of woke market uh, ideas by Gillette that came out of, I don't know, earlier this year, late last year. Uh Attempting to tie their campaign, their their thirty year long best a man can get campaign, to the idea that men are pretty sick puppies, and somebody needs to come along and 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 make them better people. And I mean, I didn't have quite the same knee jerk reaction to that campaign that some did. There was there were a few good points, and on the other hand, there was one line in it that has has all by itself prompted me to give up all Gillette products forever. Not not the idea that that uh, that some men couldn't stand to improve as men, as fathers, as citizens, and so forth. That's, that's true, although the idea of toxic max- masculinity is, is mislabeled. Toxic masculinity is not masculinity. It's a lack of true, well-channeled masculinity. But their line was, men need to become better fathers and some are. That was a line, a quote from the ad. Some are, as if the mass, vast majority of men fail as parents. Well, in some respect, everyone fails as parents. But the vast majority of guys, like women, knock themselves out trying. And for that little bit of feminist upsuckery, I will never touch another Gibson product again, at least not a Gibson razor product. Gibson guitars are not related to the Razor Company. I will proudly play Gibsons unless they try and go all woke on us here. 
And hopefully with new management, they won't be attempting something that stupid again anyway. So point being, ideas that can't be sustained won't be. 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. Karen, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You're on the air. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call today. The reason I want to call is in reference to the Southwest Light Rail Transit. Ha, speaking of ideas that can't be sustained. With. Yes, go right ahead. Right. Well, um, you know, this really isn't over in terms of opposition from the neighborhood here. I'm a 33-year resident of Minneapolis living in the Sydney neighborhood close by where this is about to uh, get real in our backyard where uh, our county board and net council who have the boldness to just go forth to start uh, deforesting the Kenilworth Corridor before they even have secure funding for the light rail. And given what just happened with the Trump administration demanding California pay back almost a billion in federal funds for the high-speed train that's gone back, banned, here's another kind of green deal in the works going bad. And I think it's a little risky for them to assume that they can go forward on a project before they have the funding. But yet, on the other hand, they say, if we don't get the funding, then we're going to just tax the county. Yeah. Oh, they'll always find a way through, especially in a in a metro area that's completely run by a DFL that is committed to transit. I mean, it's a classic. I mean, if if all else fails, they found a big enough Amex lying around somewhere. They would put it all on an Amex and uh, and and worry let and kick the uh, the the can for paying the interest rates down the road to somebody else. That's uh, that's life in a one party city, uh, Karen. So. Well- I know. Welcome to welcome to reality. What what I really want our listeners to know is that it's really urgent for us to still get the message out there to try and contact Jan Collison on the board. They really need to stop this deforestation of the Kenilworth corridor until they get the funding, because if they obliterate this Kenilworth Trail and don't get the funding, it's going to look bad and it's irreversible, irreplaceable, and we will never get it back. Kenilworth Trail is what they can email her. Yeah, or or call her. Yeah, give us the uh, give us the the who, who are we emailing? Who are we calling? And and who are we bringing the pressure onto? One more time, sum that up for people. Jan 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 Collison from the Hennepin County Board. She's the chair. Absolutely, and uh, this needs to happen. I mean, I mean, they're they're basically letting contracts to tear down the. Uh, the, the the Kenilworth Trail. What's the other one here? There's another. There's another green. I forget the uh, the 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 Cedar Lake Trail. Uh, they're they're going to yeah, be ripping yeah. ripping that up as well here. And I, I've biked both of them. I know we've got people in the audience who froth at the thought of people using urban bike trails, but they're paid for. I'm going to use them, and they're beautiful. I mean, they are some some of the the nicest scenery in the Twin Cities. And the idea of tearing them down uh, just to basically log roll the the county into ponying up the money uh to 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 float this 2 billion dollar uh train to nowhere is just the most manipulative form of uh most manipulative exploitive form of politics there is and uh yeah we need to bring some pressure to to this for whatever well, good it'll do in this yeah. county the other thing uh, about it there's a really excellent article put out by Center of American Experiment on transportation just recently And just to summarize briefly, really only about, and as John Hinderocker states in the article, only about 6% of the population actually uses any kind of transit. Right. So this is crazy. 
And the vast majority of that is buses, and nobody argues about buses. I mean, buses don't require ripping up right away. You don't have to, not a single tree, well, very few trees have ever been torn down to make way for a bus stop. I'm sure it's happened. Uh, But you don't have this wholesale bulldozing and a ripping up of vast swaths of the infrastructure we already have, much less despoiling Mother Nature as this stupid southwest light rail is going to require as you've pointed out so karen thank you very much and uh, by all means uh it's time to call the entire hennepin county commission quite frankly the hennepin county board uh needs to get some pressure on this and by the way among them uh jeff johnson well, i don't know if he's out there but he's one of the good ones but definitely get on the phone get on the email to the entire hennepin county board because they need to know that you are not amused you do not want to be on the hook and for that matter those of us who do appreciate the little bits and pieces of nature that are left and the byways through them that we've already paid for with our tax dollars and so we're going to use yeah the kenilworth and cedar lake trails are whether you like the idea of of bike trails being paved through them or not, I get it. But as they stand right now, A, they're paid for. B, they're gorgeous. And they're an oasis of sanity, really, in a, in a metro area full of not sanity. And the idea, the idea that they're going to tear them down before they have the funding and, and then say, well, hey, we've tore down all this nature. What are you going to do, not fund us? I mean, that's the sort of negotiation that you get from spoiled eighth graders or, I guess, the Met Council in a one-party metro area. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. I am proud to be associated with Mike Murphy with EXP Realty. Now, it's a name that's familiar to some of you, but it's not our Mike Murphy. It's our new Mike Murphy. Mike, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Lee. We are excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. Now, tell me, what makes EXP Realty different? EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many real estate agents. We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you will speak to me or my wife, Sharon, not an inexperienced team member. So if they want to speak to you or your wife, Sharon, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. 
It's that simple. If you're thinking about selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488. The number to call. Also found on Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. You know this. You Feel free to join me there any old time. Sound of the river, you're stopping your hole. Everything. Uh, we had a, a question come in via Twitter. Uh, light rail train track was delivered this week, but my analysis, they won't need. By the way, this is from an uh, account uh, labeled Canoe Often. Well, fine idea, by the way. I'm dying to do a little canoeing myself now that you mention it. So uh, at least I hope that says Canoe Often. It's not just a, misp- uh, a, a anglicization of the German Kanuften. I'll just go with Canoe Often here. Anyway, uh, Canoe often uh, notes on Twitter, light rail train track was delivered this past week, but my analysis uh, says they won't need to lay track for years. Uh, why arrive this early? Great question. Uh, dip in the prices, perhaps? I, I, I'm going to assume integrity here, which I'm I assuming integrity and, and the people running the project operating the best interest of the taxpayer, which is usually a mistake and usually I regret, but I'll just give them a fair shot here. Let's just assume both of those things and that they are assuming that because of the ongoing trade war and the amount of steel that we get from China, uh, that it would make sense to order now before potential changes in tariffs uh, raise the price of the steel. That's a possibility. Uh, Now, I don't know that they're getting steel from China. On the other hand, uh, changes in tariffs will change the spot price even for domestic steel, potentially, it might have made good economic sense to buy the light rail train track now and and on the theory that they're buying low and using while it's high and and locking in the best price, maybe. That's a guess. No information behind that uh, guess whatsoever. Very, very little information, uh, I should say. I mean, that's that would be my hunch, assuming that there is some integrity involved in the process. Now, if you don't assume the integrity of the players involved here and you assume that they are basically operating off of a political perspective, then I would have to say they're just trying to log roll people, same as the, the rationale behind going in and bulldozing the Kenilworth 
and Cedar Lake trails. Well, we've already bulldozed all the good scenery. We may as well pass the taxes. I mean, we're not defending any, like, scenery anymore. And the rail's already purchased. What do you want to do? Leave us with a bunch of extra rail uh, that we got nothing to do with? I mean, what are you going to do? We can't build a light rail uh, with it. Uh, it's, and, and by the way, I, I don't think anyone ever went broke by underestimating the integrity of government, especially government in one party cities like Minneapolis, like Hennepin County. Uh, don't rule out the possibility that it's either or both. I mean, there could be an economic motivation to, to some extent. And by the way, knowing what little I know, if I was buying steel right now, given the, there's a turmoil of the trade war going on right now. I might put my money down if I had the option on steel now rather than later. Uh, that and the fact that infla- inflation does, in fact, have an effect on prices for these sorts of things. Uh, so that would be one option. The other option, of course, is that they're log rolling us. And they're no by no means mutually exclusive. The Met Council and the, the project, the Southwest Light Rail Project, are certainly – uh, practicing the same sort of log rolling that uh, the Met Council and the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission and every other arm of metropolitan government have been doing on, on countless other issues from uh, municipal trash collection to stadiums to light rail projects for the past couple of decades right now. Log rolling is part of the game. Uh, getting people to get, getting people to uh, forcing people to pour money into things because what are you going to do? Throw good money after bad is one of the tactics. It's one of the tactics that they use. And let's be honest about it. Someone has to. 651. Thanks. By the way, thanks for the question via Twitter. Canoe often. And yes, I will try to canoe more often. Uh, 651-289-4488 or hashtag Narn show if you want to join us. This past week uh, did see a uh, what is for social conservatives a, a huge series of moves. Uh, Missouri passed a bill on Friday to ban abortion, abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, making the state the eighth so far this year to pass abortion restrictions that could challenge the constitutional right established in Roe v. Wade. Earlier this week, by the way, this is uh, from the New York Times. Earlier this week, Alabama legislators voted to ban abortions in nearly all cases. Alabama's bill is the first outright ban on abortion. Other measures limited the procedure to earlier in the pregnancy. Uh, By the way, the New York Times runs a uh, very thorough chart on uh, on the exact uh, content of abortion bills nationwide, exactly when and at what point they start to uh, ban or regulate uh, the process of abortion, and the it, it's interesting to watch. I'll but be posting this at shotinthedark.info early next week. Uh, the, the standards are moving. Uh, Alabama basically moved it all the way to the, the beginning of the first trimester once the pregnancy is detected. Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, uh, Ohio, Missouri uh, all moved it to six weeks which is basically the earliest you can detect signs of life. Arkansas and Utah have all moved to 18 weeks uh, in recent months. So these are eight states that have significantly tightened abortion restrictions. Now, it's also worth noting that none of these will be applied because all of them are, none of them will be applied now because, A, all of them are being met by litigation in their respective state courts, and these will all move through the federal courts, and eventually uh, some if not all of them, will move to the United States Supreme Court, where uh, the newly conservative majority 
will rule on them and likely give us social conservatives the opportunity for the first time in uh, 45 years since the Roe v. Wade case itself to uh, actually affect the writing of, of abortion law nationwide and affect the legal precedent. Uh, bear in mind, Roe v. Wade, which has governed policy about abortion since 19, I believe, 73, uh, has been called one of the worst written uh, one of the worst written decisions in Supreme Court history. It, it conjured up a right out of a penumbra, uh, calling out a right to privacy that's never mentioned in the Constitution. And it doesn't need to be mentioned in the Constitution because it's not a power. Violating privacy without a warrant is not a right that is reserved to government, a power that's reserved to government by the Constitution anywhere. And in fact, the idea that, that, that the Supreme Court found a right to be applied to the people specifically in the Constitution that was never written down is kind of a noxious precedent in its own right if you are a libertarian, if you are someone who believes in in the Tenth Amendment. The idea that a right doesn't exist until the Supreme Court recognizes it, as they did in Roe, or conjures it out of nowhere, as they did in Roe, is, is, uh, is a horrifying thought, quite frankly. And so we'll have the chance to make sure that to, to revisit that decision. And with a little bit of luck and the aid of a 5-4 majority and perhaps, perhaps uh, another vote if Ruth Bader Ginsburg leaves the bench in time uh, for these. And, and it'll take these cases at least a year or two, I suspect, to get to the Supreme Court as they wend their way through the local, uh, through the state uh state courts, state appellate, likely state supreme, and then the federal appellate system, and before they get to the Supreme Courts, that's, it's going to be a while. But this is, this is what these laws are there to do, to, to bring a case to the Supreme Court. By the way, what you've heard from some of your liberal friends is no uterus, no right to an opinion. Well, does that mean you can only abort female fetuses? Get back to me on this, lefties. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash blue. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hems has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hems, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash blue. That's forhims.com slash blue for your first month for just five bucks. Forhims.com slash blue.
Everyone's talking about Better Together, the exciting new talk show by women and for women airing daily on TBN Television Network. Join host Lori Crouch and some awesome women of faith in action. Better Together is a fast-moving 30 minutes of honest, engaging conversation about all sorts of issues. Each day, Lori welcomes popular women in ministry, music, entertainment, and more. It's good friends like Christine Kane, Victoria Osteen, Mandisa, Lisa Harper, Cece Winans, Holly Wagner, and many more. Let's face it, life comes at us at a fast and furious pace, and we're not meant to go it alone. We all see our world a little more clearly when we experience it with those of like mind and spirit. That's what Better Together is all about. Living, loving, and growing in God's grace together as friends and family. Join Lori and friends weekdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific for Better Together, exclusively on TBN. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Better Together TV. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home, and give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.